This is Masonic Muscle. I'm Cesar Rubio. My guest today is Jerry O. Smith, a retired litigation attorney and past master of Southern California Research Lodge. He is presently an active member of three California lodges, South Pasadena 290, Culver City Fauche 476, and Anchor Bell 868, of which he was a founding member in 2017 and serves as its marshal. Each of his lodges is registered as an observant lodge by the Masonic Restoration Foundation. Jerry L. is a frequent speaker at Blue Lodges throughout Southern California on Masonic topics, including observant Freemasonry, Masonic meditations, the Knights Templar, Abraham Lincoln and Freemasonry, and the Tarot. He finished his fourth term as Master of Southern California Research Lodge in 2019, and he remains on the editorial board of Southern California Research's Fraternal Review, a monthly scholarly journal of Masonic education that received the California Grand Lodge's 2017 Communication Award for the Best Masonic Lodge Publication. In January 2020, Jerry L. was honored with the Hiram Award for his services to Southern California Research Lodge. Jerry L., welcome to the show. Thank you very much for uh, having me, uh, Brother Caesar. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So as I'm sitting here looking at your resume, Jerry, I see that you're in this with all your heart and soul. So how did you get involved with Freemasonry? Well, um, when I was 12, my dad became a Mason in uh, 1957 and 1959. Uh, when I was 14 years old, um, uh, he uh, talked me into going on a camping trip with the uh, Indian Wells Valley uh, DMLA chapter. And I joined uh, the DMLA um, when I was 14. And uh, I was uh, in that. I was master counselor of my uh, DMLA chapter. And um, it changed my life. It uh, really kind of brought me out of the shell. Uh, uh, and um, I uh, found out I was a smart person and ended up being an honor student and went on to UCLA and things like that. So uh, uh, masonry is, uh, I, I was raised uh, in 1966 when I was 21. And um, I really though only became active in, in masonry after I uh, retired from my career as a litigation attorney in, in 2012. So you were not really active uh, during all that time in 2012. I think slowed down for you. So you said, hey, I'm going to go and, and see what's going on at Lodge. And what did you see in Lodge when you went in there? What did you see that made you want to stay? Well, um, one of the reasons that I drifted away from it, uh, besides the fact that I was in college at the time, and then uh, after that, uh, I taught high school for a while and uh, went to law school and then was practicing law. And um, I actually kind of rediscovered Freemasonry in uh, the, the late 90s. Um, I was part of a group that at that time was called the Los Angeles Intergroup. Uh, I, I was I was involved all that time that I was apart from masonry with um, esoteric uh, uh, training and 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 meditation training. Um, my experience at Lodge had been that um, the, the the lodges just weren't interested in in uh, 
in the esoteric roots of, of uh, Freemasonry. And um, I, got, I got turned on to researching uh, uh, Jacques Imelay when, when I was in high school and started finding out all of this stuff. And, and I, there was just no interest in, uh, in it, it seemed. And um, when I came back uh, in, in, in 2012 uh, and said, you know, I, I, I had to explore Freemasonry again, find out what's going on. And uh, in fairly short order, I, uh, I ran into Doug Russell, who uh, was my predecessor as the master of the uh, research lodge and um, uh, found out that, that there was really a renaissance had been going on for a few years. And, uh, and I, I, I jumped on the train and, uh, and have been an enthusiastic part of it ever since. Was that uh, part of the renaissance you're talking about observing the craft? Uh, Andrew Hammer's book? You know, causing all yeah, well, Andrew's book had uh, come out in 2010, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, uh, found out about the Masonic Restoration Foundation, and uh, I started uh, going there. I've, I've, I've attended their annual symposia since 2014, met Andrew, a wonderful guy, and um, read his book, uh, my, my, my copy, <laughs> my, my, my copy of his book, as you can see, all of the, uh, all the, the notes, the, all the annotations. The, yeah. And, and, um, I, I frequently talk on, on that particular subject. It's the nearest and dearest to my heart. I think that is what is invigorating and will reinvigorate our fraternity, uh, for, uh, when I joined in 1966, I think was the apex of the that uh, post World War II growth, and um, then it started posting downward. And uh, time after time, uh, grand lodges across the country uh, thought that the way to get uh, uh, seats in the pews, so to speak, was um, make it faster, make it easier, make it more social. Um, and all of that has its place, but the essence of, uh, of, uh, Freemasonry is that esoteric uh, past. And, and, um, we, we, we are, uh, among the inheritors of, uh, a long, uh, esoteric tradition, uh, and, um, we're getting back in touch with that. And, uh, uh, we, we, we've, over these last several years, uh, starting in 2015, we've really reimagined the uh, Southern California Research Lodge to emphasize, uh, we wanted to emphasize three things, observant masonry, um, contemplative masonry, we think meditation is, is a real key to getting into the depths, and, and, um, and uh, also Masonic education. A lot of uh, a lot of Masons don't really know what their fraternity is all about. And I used to sit at tables and and be in discussions and something real interesting about Freemasonry, its symbolism, and that sort of stuff would come up and say, "We can't we can't say anything about that." 
you know what? We can, uh, and we ought to be, because there's a lot of uh, disinformation, especially uh, since uh, the uh, the rise of the internet uh, about Freemasonry. And we think we should be loud and proud about what Freemasonry is. And uh, uh, that 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 that's our mission is to uh, talk to Masons and and non-Masons as well about about what our fraternity is and um, how uh, very um, idealistic that it is. And uh, we're, we're we're not trying to conquer the world. We're we're trying to. Uh, uh, rebuild it uh, one brick at a time, so to speak. You mentioned uh, uh, right now about hard work and that there's hard work involved. And so the, the majority of Grand Lodges all around the world have adopted the origin theory that we came from Stonemasons Guilds. And, you know, whether for politically correct reasons, it's the easiest one or what have you. But if they do, if you do adopt it, then you have to go along with the hard work involved, right? Because there's stonemasonry they were out there day and night for uh, the, the length of time that they were going to be out there for i think from february to november before the the uh, winter started especially in in england and scotland where we're talking about the origins of these masonic guilds so there was a, and then the way you took on an apprentice it was seven years and you had to teach him the everything of the craft and then he had to present his master's work Somewhere along the line, we kind of like disconnected from even that practice, right? Where we bring a, a we we give this guy an application, and then all of a sudden everyone's trying to sign off on it, and then we're 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 jamming them through, and there has been no Masonic education given to, to the new entered apprentice, fellow craft, or master mason, but they want to shove him in a chair of responsibility, and he has no background whatsoever. Because when you ascend to the east, you're technically supposed to be well aware, not not a a scholar of it, but you're supposed to have, a, you know, a, well, you're supposed to be well aware of a lot of these things. And well, what do, and, what do you have and to it, say about that? It it need it needs to begin when a when a, a a young man looking well, a man of any age comes looking for something, and they they come to your lodge, and uh, our our lodge uh, at South Pasadena uh, met for the first time in person in 16 months um, last night. And, and, and we were talking about this. When you come to South Pasadena Lodge, um, uh, unlike some lodges where if you come and you're, you seem to be a decent guy, you've got a petition in your hand by the time you go home that night, you have to come to our lodge for six months before, before we'll consider giving you a, a petition. That's called guarding the West Gate. We tell people what we have in mind. We have a very developed uh, education program. When you when you get your first degree, um, that is the start of a process that is a minimum of a year and, and an average close to two years. Um, when you finish your first degree, you have to attend um, uh, four uh, lengthy uh, classes where where uh, you learn you learn a lot it, you, before you can go on to that next degree besides doing full form uh, uh, proficiency um, you're you're uh, required to to give a, uh, a 10 minute presentation at at a uh, at a lodge meeting 
about something that you have learned that that has life importance to you, a symbol or or a principle, and um, then then you, you go on to the second degree and you you, you repeat that again. And um, so, can I clarify something, Jerry? Sure. You said that when uh, they get initiated. Uh, it, and it's about a year to two year process. Is that from initiated to master Mason? Yes. To become a master. So it's <clears throat> going to take about a year to two years, according uh, going to through your process there. Yes. Well, what you... happens? What happens if the uh, if the EA begins to, uh, you know, uh, put pressure on people that hey, I'm ready, but you guys are seeing that he's not. How does how does the lodge handle that? Well, um, one of the things that's resulted uh, from that is that um, we we um, we have had uh, classes of, of groups when when we um, when we had to go dark uh, back uh, in in March of 2020. Uh, we had a class of eight that were going through our degrees. Um, Three of them, including my son David, had been raised to, to Master Mason, and the other five are 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 still waiting in line. But but they go they go through it together. They they have these classes together. Um, we have uh, meditation training as part of those classes. Um, several of us make presentations to them to to lead by example and show them the kind of thing that we want them to have they have to attend uh, uh at least uh two um, masonic lectures between each degree and of course we have a a regular lecture uh series there at our lodge um but uh, they, they, have, they have plenty of stuff to do. And we also find that these guys really bond together. They're going through the degrees as, as, as a group. They help one another. They, they, they coach one another. We, we, we practice the, uh, the, um, the memorization work and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, so they truly I don't become, think they lose uh, patience because we, 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 keep, we keep them busy. We keep them engaged. That's the key right there. You kept them engaged. And it sounds like they truly become a band of brothers. Yes, exactly. And that's what exactly. it sounds like to they me do. Uh, uh, from that. So let, let me, uh, you know, not switching gears, but it's in the same stream of, of thinking because you when, you, when you talked about your lodge, you clearly, the lodge has clearly has an identity. And right. when, when we go to the Masters and Wardens retreats here, one of the exercises that we're asked to do is to come up with the Lodge identity. And, right. and so you begin to realize that if, you, if your Lodge does not have an identity, then it's just floundering. It's a boat with no oars in the middle of the ocean. It's just going to go this way or that way. But the, the, the coming up with it, like you guys have a clearly defined Lodge identity. So everybody knows what time it is over there. What happens to a lodge that doesn't have that? And you can't, it doesn't matter who you ask. They're not going to know what their lodge identity is. They're, they're going to continue to flounder. Yeah. We, and, and during that six months period where you have to, to come to a minimum number of, of, uh, of events, you have to come to the stated meeting dinners. Um, you have to you have to volunteer to do setup and cleanup 
at several uh, uh, events. Um, we have we have sessions in 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 uh, uh, you know not just touring the lodge building, but in in the course of touring the lodge building, uh, find, finding various kind of jobs that they they could do. So we're 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 emphasizing even before you're given a petition, um, you're coming here to serve this lodge, and and so that that service thing is is uh, put into it and and uh, when 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 the visitors are coming we make it uh, we make it a point to have them sit at different tables uh, not not just to get friends with two or three people but but to meet a lot of the lodge brothers and um, so they 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 have social events that they can can participate in and we talk about our lodge and what's going to be expected of them. We have a, uh, a loose leaf notebook that has the, uh, the educational program outlined. Uh, there, there's one for the entered apprentice degree, one for the, uh, for the uh, a Fellcraft degree. So they, they know what, what's in line for them. And um, we, we tell them as well, uh, this might not be the lodge for you, uh, and 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 uh, tell tell us what you are interested in, and 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 um, if if this isn't the lodge for you, we'll we'll uh, we will direct you to other lodges to explore. We ask them to go and visit at least two or three other lodges during that six month period. We don't want ours to be the only lodge that they've been exposed to. And and um, we we will have one of us go with them if they want to 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 go to uh, visit visit other lodges. And and for those of you brothers hearing that and are being scared that they're going to go somewhere else, we we did it as well in our, my mother lodge, and it it works every time. They we tell them we encourage them to go and visit and see what it's about. And and ninety percent or more, they come back. They come back and they say we did, but we want to. Pursue our I, I think here. it gives your lodge credibility. It shows what confidence you have in in your lodge, and it's also guarding the west gate that you 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 it, people that don't want to do the kind of rigor that we're going to ask of them, and who who want to be who want to be uh, a mason in in two or three or four months. Um, that's just not going to happen at, at, at our, at our lodge. There are lodges you could do that. When, when, when I joined, um, I, uh, my dad was, a, was a candidate coach at the time. So he and I did the memorization work, uh, uh, after dinner every night. And, um, I, I got raised at, at a meeting in June uh, proved up at the next meeting in June and got my second degree at the next meeting in June. Um, so, so I was, I was a fellow craft, uh, uh, in, in, in three weeks. And, and, um, I knew nothing other than what, what I had memorized and they were doing short form, uh, uh, proficiency. So all you had to do was, uh, recite your oath and 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 know the signs and the grips and the words and and that was it yeah, no um, challenge 
And, and the thing is, particularly the generation of, of young men that we see coming to our lodges now, um, they're looking for something special. There's a lot of choices of stuff to do nowadays. And, and they're, 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 they're looking, they're looking to be really, really engaged. And, um, that's, that's, that's the kind of Masons we, we don't disrespect anybody that's in a lodge that's not doing that. Um, but, but, um, by the time, by the time they've gone through that, that, uh, introductory period, uh, they know what they're getting into. And, um, uh, it, I think the lodge comes across as really very, um, confident and, and, uh, very open. We, we, we want to help other lodges as well. Um, we don't, uh, we don't see it just as, as, as our, our individual lodge. We see us as a, as a, as a part of a great fraternity and it, and it needs rejuvenation. And, uh, there are all kinds, uh, if you just want to be a charitable guy, if you want to be a social guy, there, there, there are lodges for you. It's just, doesn't happen to be our lodge. Yeah, and I think um, little by little, uh, just like our lodge, it's the same way. Uh, and um, many times in working with our district inspector, talking to him, uh, he, he'll flat out say, you know, you guys are almost there to be observant. You know, it's you guys just need to a little bit more requirements. And, and, and that's with working hard. That's working hard to get to where we are in the right. in, in what we can do with the limited amount of resources and because your resources is is your what is it your capital you know your your biological capital i forgot how they put it but basically the men that they can help you at lodge right so that's a very good point being confident being able to to um, advise and really encourage the prospects coming in hey go visit other lodges that's how i felt like go visit other lodges Go, go see what they're about. Go meet their master. Go up there and shake your hand. Introduce yourself. Sit down. Have dinner with them. Check it out. See what's going on. And, and um, you might like them. And if you do, get, tell them to give me a call and we'll talk and da-da-da. And you go that way. But you're, you're talking about the, the, these people coming in. And it's, what I've noticed is it's not just the younger generation coming in. The men coming into the fraternity do want something different. And they want to have these real conversations at lodge part of it like like this i can ask you right now especially what a perfect person to ask jeriel do you have a theory of the origins of freemasonry of what our origins are do you have a working theory as of now yes yeah i do <laughs> i've i've uh, i've been uh, uh studying uh music Freemasonry pretty intensely here the last few years. Um, during the during the the Middle Ages, uh, uh, you know these these stone guilds started constructing castles and cathedrals and and the 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 manor houses of 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 the the elites in scotland and the british isles and and um uh th those those guilds i believe had a kind of proto masonry 
going on with them. I don't think that the 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 what we call our our, our direct ancestors. Um, uh, I think they were already telling their their members um, uh, uh, u- using using the square and the level and the plum as as uh, uh, emblematic of, of of virtues. The these projects were were multi generational projects. Um, the these these the some of these uh, cathedrals uh, took uh, eighty or a hundred years uh, to to construct, and uh, during this time, um, along with that, the the Knights Templars uh, who who. Uh, created uh, the the precursor for for what became international banking. Um, they were they were doing the bankrolling and, and and were doing the financial part of the construction industry. So they already had relationships with these operative masons um, during that time. And of course, then after they were uh, the the order was uh, suppressed in 1307 um, by by Philip the Fair and and uh, the Pope of the time, and this was a this this was a this was a, a a fraught time for the church as well. There was a split papacy at that time. There 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 was the the, the Pope in Rome, and there was also a, a Pope in France. And um, they were they were very political and so on and and uh, I, I really respect the the hardcore uh, uh, historians um, who who want to have proof um, and and there there is there isn't any proof in that period from say 1307 to to uh, the early 1500s, but during that time, uh, the Templars were all under under uh, 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 a death warrants from from the papacy at the time. So, if they were having Masonic meetings, as is uh, uh, either imagined or 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 or, or not. Um, you're 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 not going to take role and then have a have a uh, logbook that has uh, people signing in to something that if that logbook falls into the hands of the Inquisition, uh, you're going to be rounded up and uh, uh, imprisoned, tortured, uh, burned at the stake as the the Templar leaders were. So, to me, the lack of uh, of um, of uh, official records uh, is is not surprising, but what's also in my mind um, it's not that important to me whether the 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 Templars were our our literal ancestors or not. Um, Look at the way that we that we regard all of the, the religious teaching. 
we regard them as uh, symbolic, as allegorical. Um, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a, um, if you're a biologist, you do not think that at any particular time, particularly in, in ancient times, that you could take two of every animal and regenerate all the species of that. That's an allegory. Um, so, so those kind of histories, uh, if, you, if you read uh, James Anderson's Constitutions of 1723, the first chapter is a mytho-historical uh, uh, history of the, of the fraternity that goes back to Adam and his uh, biblical descendants. Um, that, ha that, has, that has symbolic and, and educational uh, significance to us, whether or not they were actual Masons. At one time, uh, uh, prior to the uh, advent of the Haramic uh, legend uh, as the basis of our, of our rituals, there was a period of time uh, of, called Noahite uh, uh, Freemasonry where, where the legend was that, that Noah died uh, without having passed on to his three sons uh, the, the, the secrets that led to the construction of, of the ark. Um, so that was, that was their lost word. And, and um, so it, it, to me, whether it's, whether it's a legendary or whether it's uh, actually factual, doesn't doesn't make that much uh, a, a difference to me. I think that um, there are lessons to learn. The the uh, chivalric idealism of the the age of knighthood, of which the uh, the the Templars were clearly uh, progenitors. Um, that 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 has a that has a value now, and and. Um, I, I don't mind at all if what we're doing is is appropriating it. We're appropriating it with uh, with respect, and and um, we do, we do know though uh, that uh, that there were there were lots and lots and lots of uh, lodges in in seventeen seventeen when four London lodges got together and formed the Grand Lodge. They were only one of the at least hundreds of lodges there in 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 the British Isles, and um, it, it once once it once it went public, it's it spread like wildfire because it's just, it's a a, a a wonderful approach. And um, during that that uh, my 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 forty years in the Masonic desert uh, uh, between between when I was raised and when I really became active. You know what I what I was studying was was uh, uh, theosophy and, and 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 things like that and and I find all of that very um, very informative of of uh, of my uh, Masonic uh, studies and um, you'll frequently read in the Fraternal Review uh, that uh, particularly if if I'm the person that who wrote what you're reading. Um, 
we, we think that, that we are among the inheritors of what's called the ancient wisdom or the ageless wisdom. I like ageless wisdom because I think it's still going on. We've, we've still got uh, brothers like uh, Jamie Paul Lamb and, and, and uh, Angel Millar, whose recent books have uh, made really profound connections uh, to, to all of these ancient mysteries. And, and they, they all have a thing fairly similar to Freemasonry, where there's a, an inner group and an outer group. There's a, a large congregation that, 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 that partakes in general. And then there's a smaller, more concentrated one who really do study and make that, that their, their spiritual core. And, and, um, I think that we have a, a, a version of that in, in Freemasonry. And as we come more and more, uh, self-aware of that, um, you know, you don't have the the seven years as an entered apprentice and uh, seven years as a as a fellow of the craft. Um, the the inf the information is all there, but what what you make of it is 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 what's important, and that's what observant masonry is about. Uh, is um, well, as as Andrew Hammer in in his book Observing the Craft says it's all about the pursuit of excellence and if you pursue excellence and if you pursue self-improvement not concentrating on yourself this is what i learned in esoteric school very first uh uh, uh meditation seed thought i got in in my first uh uh, uh esoteric school was with self-forgetfulness I acquire what I need to serve my fellow men. And, and the truest path towards self-improvement is service to others without, without pursuing, without pursuing offices, without pursuing honors, the offices will come to you if you're available for service and the group you're in needs you. And the honors will come to you uh, uh, without you seeking them. In fact, in, in a lot of our orders in Scottish Rite, if you, if you, if you ask to be made a Knight Commander uh, of the Court of Honor and get a nice red hat, you're not eligible anymore. Uh, it's, a, it's a reflection of that basic esoteric premise. You're not in here to serve yourself. You're in here to serve the whole. And that's what Freemasonry is about. So you mentioned uh, right now, uh, if, if you've ever read Anderson's Constitutions, and for those of you who, who never read Anderson's Constitutions, it, it is an eye-opener. Uh, it's, it's short, but at the same time, it's packed with allegories and symbolism. And uh, some researchers say that it's, it's strictly a, a Kabbalistic journey. And so it takes years and years to unravel and as a matter of fact, uh, some of uh, Dr. Anderson's detractors during the time accused him of such, uh, being such, and, and including these, uh, these ideas and these symbols within the, the Masonic Constitutions and why. The, the question was, was why. So it's, it's a very good read for those of you who haven't. And uh, again, for those of you who listeners, uh, Mason, Masons of California, if you haven't 
If you haven't uh, subscribed to the Southern California Research uh, Magazine, do so because it's it, it's well done, it, uh, awesome production. Articles are great. It's short, concise, and it comes out. Uh, how often does it come out now? Well, we do 11 months of the year. We don't okay. publish in January, which okay. gives us a little bit of vacation time in, in December. But the design of the magazine is for each issue, it's a, a, a unit of Masonic education. And it takes either a, a symbol or a, a a, a significant individual or or a significant idea uh every year we have uh, one or two of them that connect to to something else um we we have uh issues this past year on stoicism and on kabbalah uh i've edited a couple of uh, issues on on the tarot which is a, a wonderful uh, thing, you know. Most of the um, most of the the advancement in the tarot as a a uh, a book of wisdom teachings was was created by Freemasonry, and what was be created by by Freemasons, particularly the the Masons of the uh, the Golden Dawn, but. Um, the symbolism, these symbols are archetypes. Uh, if you wanted to learn about archetypes, uh, the, the, the master of that, that subject is uh, Carl Jung, the, the psychiatrist. And um, these, these, uh, these symbols um, represent uh, uh, underlying principles. And that's why it's really important to, to incorporate a meditation in in into your work. These these symbols um, uh, connect you with these eternal ideas and ideals. And and uh, what we what we learn in our ritual about the symbols is very basic, and and that just opens the door. If you really want to become an initiate, you have to go through the door. Pick up, pick, pick up from where that that ritual started you and pointed you, and 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 take it deeper. The 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 symbols are all very interrelated with one another. And uh, at at South Pasadena, uh, and we'll, we'll resume this once it gets uh, we, we get going again. We have a monthly class, uh, a meditation class on a, on a Saturday uh, that Doug Russell uh, facilitates, and um, those 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 things are are how you really do uh, learn 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 what the craft is all about. Well, well part of our you know uh, part of our ritual and our lessons is to contemplate right the glorious works of the creation, and that's everything. That's everything, you know, above and below and everything in between. And I've attended some of those Masonic meditations. They're great, and they do. For those of you who are of that bend of that philosophy, go and try it when it's open, when it's good to go back. And because you do come, come out with a different uh, concept, a different feel for whatever, whatever the symbol or 
sentence is going to be meditated upon because you get this chance to go through this cool down phase and then a visualization phase and breathing and, and puts you in the right frame of mind so that you can begin to think about things and then have a, a conversation, which reminds me, Southern, so uh, South Pasadena Lodge, right? Uh, 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 how old is that lodge? Uh, I think 100? it's 130 years or something like that. So I got to ask a... you something because when I went there, I, I love the lodge right off the bat, right? It's an old school lodge. It's it's, it's two stories. It's, it's got a lounge. It's, it's got the uh, traditional uh, kitchen and like, uh, you know, stage where you you guys can have your your festive boards or installation ceremonies there and, and what have you. It's, it's really great. And then upstairs is the lodge room, right? In the, the library. Well, the way it is on the ground floor, there are actually um, five beauty shops that are tenants of the lodge. So we get a lot of our, our um, uh, financial security uh, from that. And then on the second floor is uh, the lodge room and the... Um, the uh, dining room uh, auditorium. And then on the upper floor, we have the library, we have uh, uh, a recreation room uh, that has uh, pool tables. Mm -hmm. when, when we have our, our, um, our lectures, we, we uh, you know, put cardboard or uh, plywood sheets over the top of the, uh, the pool tables and they, they become uh, self, self-serve uh, uh, buffets. And, and then we, uh, we have the, the dinner in, in, in the library. We have a little gym up, upstairs there. It's, a, it's a, a terrific lodge. And if you go down those stairs from the middle floor down to the entrance on uh, Fair Oaks Avenue, um, there's a history of the of the lodge, um, and there are something like about fifteen or sixteen lodges that have over time amalgamated into what is now um, uh, South Pasadena Lodge. And the most recent one, the one that we got our two ninety name from, was uh, Eastgate Lodge. And we actually also own that building. And so we have two hall associations and that, that, that one is not used as a Masonic lodge, but it, it's, it's rented out for, for all kinds of stuff. So, so I got to ask, cause it's a, it's a great building. And when you go into the lodge room, it's an old classical, big, you know, big, uh, lodge room, uh, classical chairs, you know, this old wooden big chairs, but, you know, you get this eerie feeling, you know, have people seen stuff there? I mean, is it, you know, the, the spirits of old members hanging around? I mean, have people talked about that? We have uh, an archive thing. And Dago Rodriguez, uh, who is a two-time past master Dago. and is the current uh, uh, master of the research lodge. Um, and we do multi-year terms. He's in his second year now. I was supposed to do three years, but I did a fourth year because the lodge needed to call Dago back to the east there, and and so uh, I did I, I did a, a, a fourth year, but um, we we have we have uh, archived uh, uh, 
minute books going back decades and decades. And uh, we, we, we create archives now as we're, uh, as we're going along. Um, there's a central hallway on the second floor that runs uh, from our, our uh, kind of foyer uh, in, in but and it's between the the dining room on one side and the and the um, and the lodge room on on the other side, and that has a lot of display cabinets and and things like that. And uh, so we we uh, we really have a lot of the tradition there. And and uh, but no unusual we, activity in there, Jerry, for that old building, you know, and you know, no no spirits of old members coming and opening doors or you know, closing, slamming doors and people saying, Hey, what was that? You know, did you hear that? You know, footsteps, uh, stuff like that. Um, only, only in kind of, uh, of vague legends a, a, a little bit, but it's, uh, the, the thing that, that, uh, really was a terrific step. Um, in, in 2019, we ripped up the blue carpet that was on the floor. Uh, the, the, it's still there on the sidelines where we have a couple of rows of chairs. But it turns out that we had a, a, a nice uh, wood floor there. We refinished that and we put the uh, 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 checkered pavement in there uh, in, the, uh, in, in the center of the lodge. So um, that, that really... That really is the completion of a lodge. Uh, my my other uh, lodge, the 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 first one that I that I joined um, when I when I came back, uh, Over City Fauchet has has a, a beautiful lodge room. And um, when when I first got, found that lodge was when I was working with an esoteric group, and we were putting on public meditation festivals that are called the three linked festivals of spring that they're, they're on the, the full moons of Aries, uh, Taurus and Gemini. And we use their lodge room. When I first walked in there and they turned on the lights in that room, I had one of the great deja vu moments of my life. And it felt like I had been in that lodge many times before and i know that that was the first time i ever ever crossed the threshold but they they have a similar thing they only have a couple of commercial things on the ground floor and they have their um their uh, dining and and auditorium facilities and those couple of uh, commercial uh, places uh, that help with the, their finances and then they have the lodge room and a really wonderful library uh, upstairs and um, people that live north of the mountains, uh, the Hollywood Hills, uh, that's the first lodge I, I, uh, I, I point them to. Um, uh, they, uh, I shifted to, the, to, to South Pasadena primarily because that's where the research lodge when we went, when we moved from Brea, where it had been since, I don't know, 1952 or something. Yeah, you went to where your strength was, and that's a resource yeah. where a lot of us uh, like to go. Let, let's switch gears up here a little bit, and uh, sure, because uh, you know, hit some different topics here. 
And because we like to read a lot. I know you like to read a lot. I like to read a lot. So eventually, when you're reading about Freemasonry, you're going to run into the conspiracy theories. What is oh, what yeah. is one of your favorite? What is one of your favorite conspiracy theories? And like, how has that shaped your your concept of Freemasonry and, and like us, how we the, think? The all time classic is Leo Taxel's. Uh, uh, <clears throat> this this was a guy who 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 joined Freemasonry and um, he uh, he uh, purported to do an expose of of uh, Freemasonry as devil worship and and um, he uh, it turned out and he later admitted that it was a con job not just on Freemasonry but on the Catholic Church itself and and um, the Catholic Church took it very seriously and there were a series of uh, of uh, proclamations i think they were called bulls and i won't won't comment on the the humor that can be made out of that but um uh condemning freemasonry and um uh this was a very similar thing to what the church used to suppress the templars that they were supposedly worshiping uh, a, a severed head named Baphomet, and so this name Baphomet uh, uh, is also lurking there in the in the shadows, and it's another thing that uh, that we share share with the with the Templars. and And if you go online, there are a lot of people that will. We're we're either a basketball that that is secretly running the world. And, and believe me, anybody that's gone to Grand Lodge knows we're not organized enough to be running the world. Hmm. And the world is certainly uh, chaotic enough that you know there's nobody that's actually running the whole thing. Um, but but the, the other one is that somehow or another, we are devil worshipers and we are the furthest removed thing from devil worshipers. The supreme being, uh, and he's called God any number of times in our ritual, but God in a very generic sense, uh, using our, our architectural metaphor that, that our rituals and everything are based on, we call him the grand architect of the universe. But we, we have, uh, I think that the greatest thing that we could bestow on the planet would be the Masonic attitude toward religion. That um, whatever God is, is the same for everybody. The various religious traditions are products of their time and their place. They're all metaphorical, allegorical. Literalism is uh, literalism and exclusivity is the is the is the bane of of religion because it teaches that our group is going to heaven and everybody else in the world is going to hell and and the, the in, in freemasonry we respect every religious tradition they all have their validity if they're taught 
based on the core of their beliefs. And they, they all have all these rules and regulations and everything, but every tradition that I have studied, and I've studied many of them, as one version or another of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And even that can be corrupted, uh, Brother Caesar. Uh, there are people that say, well, that means that I should treat them the way I want to be treated. No, you're supposed to treat them the way they want to be treated. Um, that, 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 that converting them to your religion uh, Christianity and 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 um, and Islam in in have one thing really in common is a lot of conversion by conquest, and that is no way to convert somebody. You should be converting somebody by them seeing that your 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 religious uh, uh, traditions are all models and they're all modeled on on the same eternal truth and getting in arguments over who's got the best model gets us away from that central thing which is we're all the sons and daughters of the one creator and and so in california what are there 18 20 different uh, recognized uh, volumes of the of 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 the of the holy law that that you can take your 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 oaths on and um whether whether you're you're a christian a muslim whether you're look a lot of our founders who were who were masons were deists and 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 uh, deists are not to be confused with atheists they 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 uh they believe in a deity but they don't believe in trying to limit that deity by by uh, a human-made definition and and um so that's one of the things that i that i treasure the most about uh freemasonry is is its religious tolerance and uh right now more than ever we're going to need that because with the uh with the pandemic and the you know, the confusion over certain topics, creating divisions, uh, you know, first outside and then little by little began to trickle in. And then finally, it was within families where you hear, you began to hear, you know, hey, if those guys aren't vaccinated, nobody's coming to our house. And now, now that the lodges are opening up with, even if we don't want to, these issues, we're going to have to deal with these issues within a lodge. How, how can, uh, you know, how can observant masonry, how can our tenants, how can our, our four cardinal virtues help us to begin to deal with that without without us going all out, you know, d dividing? Because, yeah, it's all great and people are happy and they're going to go to lodge. But as soon as things settle down, these issues will begin to surface. So how do we use that? How do we use uh, the eight steps of excellence, uh, the four cardinal virtues, the, the principal tenants of masonry to help us? Well, um, Frankly, by by practicing them, they 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 are all about um, turning away from selfishness. Uh, you, one one of the things we were we were told when we were first uh, trying to figure out what what we need to do to be to be to be safe, and um, 
were you going to wear a mask or not that sort of thing and and um uh the the first idea and 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 and, and maybe it's it's true as well is is that um that the mask wasn't protecting you so much as it was protecting everybody else and and the the insidious thing that that has really crept into into uh, the American ethos during my lifetime is this universal thing of what's in it for me. And, and, um, so, uh, and, and now we're having to, you know, do lotteries. So get, get, get a shot. So you can, uh, this is so, so you can get a lottery ticket. Um, uh, one of the things that, that those, those virtues teach you, um, whether they be the four cardinal virtues or, or, or the three biblical virtues of, of, uh, of uh, faith, hope, and charity, uh, the original meaning of which was love, and the ultimate meaning of it is love. And the ultimate meaning of love is caring about others. And, and it comes back to that same first thing that, that, that I said that, that I learned when I was going to Astaire school is learn, learn, learn to self, uh, to, to, to serve others. And, and, um, that will serve you as well. And, uh, our, our, uh, principal, uh, purpose we're told as Freemasons is self-improvement, but the path to self-improvement is not just valuing things on what's in it for me, but, but the thing that would be the most, the best blessing any of us could have would be in a world where everybody had that golden rule attitude and, and we wouldn't have to be so self-protective if we were all protecting one another. And so... It's a reflection, right? Everything else going on, everything going on outside is a reflection of what ultimately happens within a lodge because we carry a lot of our biases and prejudices. Right. And, you know, we can hide it for a certain period of time, but eventually if you're put in a certain situation or enough stress begins to, you know, be applied to a person, these things come out and then the, the reality hits. And this is what I feel happened with a book like Observing the Craft. And observing the craft and the eight steps of excellence, there, there came a point where a lot of brothers just didn't want to hear about the exit, eight steps of excellence anymore. You know, I'm tired of hearing about that. And so we had to learn how to apply the four cardinal virtues with these brothers, the three principal tenets and all this, and temperance more than anything, right? Temperance and, and prudence. But why do you think, why do you think, and I think we can wrap it up with, with this um, as we begin to close here. Why do you think, Jeriel, that, the eight steps of excellence and observing the craft had a positive effect on a lot of us because for a lot of us, we're like, oh, that's an eye opener. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But for a big majority, it was like, eh, that's utopian. And, you know, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Why do you think that happened? I think people just get complacent and people get lazy. And, and, one of the things that the initiatory process is supposed to do is shake you out of that. It's it it it. Uh, we're called upon to imagine ourselves dead, 
and and re re reanimated into 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 a new life and it's okay. and it's not um it's 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 not literal it's so like re regenerate it like regenerate but, but 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 to get to get a a a a new a new perspective and um uh Self-improvement is a is a is a lifelong work. You know, one of one of my favorite symbols in in masonry is the rough and smooth ashlar, and um, they're often called uh, uh, the rough and the perfect ashlar. The perfect ashlar is an ideal. Um, we the second issue that we did in the new form of the uh, of the fraternal review was on the ashlers and it turns out that the that the, the term perfect ashler is actually a a uh, denigration of of a term in in a stone building that was a perpendicular ashler uh, you can only handle stones that are so big. So a lot of these old castles don't have just a single wall of ashlers. They have a double or a triple or a quadruple. And so there's a weakness between each of those layers. So they would periodically have a space where a perpendicular ashler would cut across the two or the three or the four layers to give a better uh, a lateral strength to the overall structure. And um, that, that, that uh, perfect Ashler idea is, well, the, the, for, for listeners who aren't, aren't, aren't Masons, the rough Ashler represents the good man, the, the, the inner apprentices and the old uh, 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 operative uh, guilds were the guys who made the rough cut in the stone quarries uh, of uh, it makes something a little bit bigger than than the ashlar's size that you're going to be using the construction then the the fellows of the craft would would take their chisels and their 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 mallets and and would would chunk off all of those those uh, rough parts to make it a smooth ashlar that would fit into the building and that's the lifelong work of, of a mason is is uh, smoothing their ashlar, um, and the 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 perfect ashlar is an ideal, but attaining it um, isn't a realistic goal. Attaining the perfect ashlar is like walking to the horizon; it it recedes before you because. Our, 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 our lifetime, we're not supposed to get to some perfect stage where then we're static. We're always looking to, to be a little better than, than um, we were the day before. And when I, when I give a talk, you, you saw the recent talk that I gave at the Rubicon Society on, on observant Freemasonry. And Masons themselves and lodges of observant Masons are not trying to make themselves better than other Masons or other lodges. They're trying to make themselves better than themselves the day before. That's a continuous process. And when you really 
internalize that. Um, yeah, there's some work involved in it, but just getting up and 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 eating and keeping yourself clean, uh, that's work too. But it's 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 essential. We 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 need to do that. We need to be a, a good person that uh, that we can be, and that's what masonry is all about. And that all of our symbols and all all of our concepts and precepts. They're all aimed in, 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 in that direction, that continuous growth and, and helping one another. That's where brotherly love, relief, and truth comes in. And I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, with, at the beginning of that answer, and that is the, the brothers are complacent, basically lazy. You know, they, they, um, they're in it for a different reason, and a lot of times that's the fault of the Lodge itself overall. If they didn't put forth what the expectations were if they didn't if they weren't doing the work themselves where the the, the prospective members are seeing that and if, once they became initiated they continue to see that then now you present this idea it's going to be tough for them to break out of that idea that oh i thought i was just going to breeze on through this and now you know i got the third degree and now i can go wherever and it's something i've been telling brothers i'll tell you again brothers if if you're listening it's 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 you it, it all depends on you. It really does. And you all have the power to make the difference. You guys all have the power to and the and and the tools, because that's what masonry is supposed to give us. They give us these tools to begin to refine our rough ashlar. It's and never going to be a thing, finished product. Another thing that I would like to mention, uh, uh, Brother yes, Caesar, is uh, the concept of mentoring. We're supposed to mentor one another. One of the things that's a principle, and I talk about this in my talk on, on observant masonry, when you sign a, 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 a prospect's a petition to join the lodge, you should be making a commitment to the lodge and to that brother that you're going to be a mentor for that person. You're going to, and, 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 and you can look at that as work, but you can also look at that as a great opportunity to make really deep and lasting friendships. And a brother that you have mentored, not just through his degrees, but through his whole life in your lodge, is a brother that you can count on. Because you, 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 it's like making deposits into a savings account. Uh, you're valuing this person, you're building his values, and that is building his value of you as his mentor. Those mentor relationships, in my opinion, are, 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 are like that, uh, that, that, that cement that uh, binds the, uh, binds the stones into, uh, one solid mass that that, that is the, the we're we're temple builders still but the temples are the temple of of ourselves and, and that that's 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 how that analogy goes and that that's something that has to keep being repeated over and over and over again so that right. it begins to sink into our subconscious because we easily forget even you know jack lane jack lane talked about building your body temple he always talked about right. that building the, right. the temple that God gave us. Why are you not doing this? Why? 
And and he kept repeating it, right? He had his TV show for years and years. I think the longest lasting. Show I used to watch time. him all the time. Yeah. yeah, brother, you know, he and he was a brother. For those those of you that don't know, Jack Lane was a brother of California Mason, a Scottish Rite Mason. But to repeat, Jerry L, what you just said is true. It, we are still builders. It's just that we're building our character up. We're building new habits. We're building some some solid habits that we can clearly. Uh, that, that has clear carryover into everything that we do so that when you go to lodge and you come back out of lodge, you're, you're recharged. You're, there was clear benefit. You didn't, you know, you, you didn't uh, get your time wasted with the two hour long state of meeting, all those horror stories that you hear about. But guess what, guys, you guys can and should begin to work towards fixing it because you guys have the power to but guess what? I know what you're going to say. Well, I don't want to do it because it's too much work. And that's what Andrew Hammer's book was saying. Do this. And he, he broke it down to like his bare essence, his bare essentials. Uh, but a lot of us don't want to hear that. Well, now, there's great rewards for it, too. There is. Um, and and any, anybody, anybody that, that owns a house, you know, I, I, I live in a house that's 100 years old. It's constantly having to be repaired. Um, anything of value has to be kept in repair and, and it's, it's, it's worth it. And, and there, there are rewards in it. When you, when you do a job, that's one of the wonderful things about construction. When you, when you build something and then it's done and you stand and you look at that thing and you say, you know, I built that, or I had a, I had a role in, 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 in building. And uh, this is an aside that that that's the last uh, 29 years of my uh, my uh, legal profession. What I was was uh, a construction lawyer. I, 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 I litigated claims on on major construction projects. And uh, you learn all of these intricacies about uh, about building something and um, it, 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 it is a lesson in, in, in how to build character. You've got to do it right. If, if, the, if the building isn't, isn't perpendicular and square, it's going to fall down. And, and, if you're, and if you're doing a slipshod job, uh, if, you're, if you're not learning during your education years, if you're not, uh, if you're not uh, creating during your working years, uh, you're going to get to your, your retirement years and find uh, that you've uh, wasted a lot of your life. I'm really enjoying um, being, being retired because now I can do what I want to do and I want to do it. But uh, keeping busy and for me, Freemasonry and, and uh, I'm involved in a group called Child Care Resource Center, which uh, operates Head Start centers and, and is very much involved in, in um, early childhood education. Um, that's those, 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 are, those children are the building blocks of our society. And um, we got to invest in them. We got to put in time. We got to put in effort. And anything that's worth doing is worth doing well. And, and that's, uh, what, that's what Andrew's book is all about. That, that, uh, that's a perfect segue about the building and, and constant repair because 
you, you know, people will probably wonder, well, what's Masonic muscle? Why is it called? Well, there, there is a physical aspect to it, uh, like I was sharing with Jerry all before the show. The physical aspect of it is that, you know, we were we were locked up with this pandemic, so to speak. But a lot of us chose to stay at home and not take any physical activity, not take any accountabil- uh, accountability for your level of fitness. And so, you know, this is a call to arms, a call to action to our brothers and to non-members to get out there, adopt a, a uh, exercise routine, uh, watch what you eat a little bit better. Maybe at stated meetings, if, if you're serving food, be more health conscious for sure. Uh, serve more veggies, have those uh, salads that, that we need to have that help w- with the, everything in the body, digestive, your, your gut health. Uh, but um, if, and, and it's gotta, when you adopt an exercise routine, you gotta stick with it. Just like Jerry, I was saying about the building, a physical building, you gotta stick with it. And then it's got to get repaired. You got to stay on it. It's the same thing with exercise. You got to stick with it. And possibly in about two or three months, you're going to you're going to see the results. You're going to see the benefits. You're going to feel better. And there's going to be longevity. You're going to be able to have a clearer mind. You're going to have the ability to um, deal with very stressful situations, because when you join Masonry and you and you become a leader of that lodge guess what guys with that leadership role comes resistance comes pressures that you're not expecting and you need to have something at your side to help you deal with this what better than your health mental both physical and mental health the lodge is already giving you tools to become a better man and through exercise giving you tools to build a better body and they kind of they they go hand in hand when you think about it so there's your plug-in for Masonic Muscle. Uh, guys, you know, get out there and, and start start giving your guys excuses. Jerry all just said it. Hey, for those of you who don't want to adopt a, some type of eight sex of excellence or don't agree with Andrew Hammer's book, it's, it's complacency. You're lazy. You don't want to put in the work that has to be done in a lodge. If you want the experience to be what you want it to be, guess what? You're going to have to jump in in the arena, like Teddy Roosevelt said, right, and be the man in the arena. So you guys can say all you guys want, but I'm in the arena with Jerry L. and other brothers like himself joining, you know, in the good fight and trying to establish, uh, reestablish what masonry used to be. And um, one last question for you, Jerry L., before we we sign off. Uh, Recently, I believe we got the word that there's only like what forty thousand members in California, and yeah, it's, it's getting down in that direction. But you yeah. know what? Yes. we're 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 adding eight or ten new lodges every year. Okay, um, we're losing some too because the old-fashioned lodges um, they're having a hard time sustaining themselves, and a lot of them are are merging with other lodges. I told you there was like 16 lodges that have amalgamated into what's now uh, South Pasadena Lodge. If you want if you want to sustain your lodge, um, start going in the direction of observant practice. Um, you, you don't have to do it overnight. You don't have to do every single thing, but whatever you can do to move toward toward excellence that is going to pay off and and the thing about it is if you if you do guard that west gate you get guys in there that that are interested and motivated you mentor those guys you 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 
point them in the right direction. You give them stuff to do. You keep them busy. That is going to sustain the lodge, and they will stay there, and they will continue being in the lodge. Guys that come in thinking they're going to be transformed, and they get three degrees, and then there's nothing else, and it's just a, a, a luncheon club, it's, it, 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 they lose interest. And, and, um, and uh, that, that continuous striving uh, keeps that interest up. And, and before we sign off, uh, 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 Brother Caesar, yes, sir. I want to also uh, uh, metaphorically doff my hat to you as well for the, for the work that you're doing there in, in, in uh, Palm Springs. Uh, I know that your your lodge is uh, really doing uh, been doing a lot a lot of discussion work and 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 that sort of thing, and um, I really like the title of your 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 podcast. Um, Thank you. Build 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 building up building up uh, uh, your your Masonic muscle is a is a is a great metaphor for it and. Um, I really appreciate uh, what you're doing, and um, your lodge is going to to profit from it. And um, it, it, the rewards are there, the the self satisfaction and and uh, and taking it all the way even to the physical, uh, as as you were you were just saying. Um, you, doing the work gives you the strength to continue doing the. And you, you kind of stole my thunder because I was going to acknowledge you. It should have been the other way around there. <laughs> worshipful, not, not you acknowledging it's, it's me. It's got to be mutual. Well, okay, but this is about you. This whole podcast yeah. was about you and, and giving your voice, you know, a chance to get out there into the ether and other people hear what you got to say, your thoughts. I just ask the questions and I let you, you know, talk about what you're going to talk about. But that the... You know, I want to thank you. I want to acknowledge you for all your work you've done. I, 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 the resume speaks for itself. But really, when you when you jump into the arena and you begin and you look to your left and you look to your right and the people that you thought were going to be there are not there. But then you begin to see the people that are there like yourself. You got to put you know, take your hat off to that person. So I do take my hat off to you. You've been in the arena. You continue to be in the arena. And there's a couple of conversations that we had at South Pasadena Lodge after Masonic Meditations with you where you were expressing some of your frustrations and some of your disappointments, the same things that I had because of the path we took and the challenges that that, uh, that, that entails. And because it's not going to be easy, guys. It's going to be work. So when you when you need meet another kindred spirit, your heart goes out to them and you want to continue to do everything you can to promote them and strengthen them up, build them up and offer any assistance that you can. So we're here for you. I'm here for you. Thank you for for everything that you've done, especially with the research society and the research that you guys have done, the awesome articles that you guys put out. I see you guys at Grand Lodge every time we're there, you know, promoting your stuff. You guys have been awesome. So thank you, Jerry, for your and and we did service. we did issues uh, last year on uh the four cardinal virtues and uh, the last that. three issues of this year are going to be on the three uh, biblical virtues is going to be on uh, faith, hope, and uh, charity. And uh, so those uh, remember that every, every one of those is a lesson uh, that you can, you can reverse engineer 
any of those issues into a talk that you could give to other uh, Masonic lodges. Uh, travel, go see other lodges, particularly go to their Masonic education things. It's um, it's 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 a wonderful thing that that is happening in the fraternity, and um, it's 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 a it's a big wave. There's plenty of room for for anybody that wants to get in on it. And uh, Brother Caesar and I both encourage you to do it. The rewards are so much worth uh, the effort. And you guys heard it. There's new there's new um, uh, magazines coming out. So get your subscription. You can go online. Where what's your website there, Jerry L for theresearchlodge.org. And um, in September, uh, uh, a special issue is coming out that, that, that I've been the guest editor of. And it's uh, based on a poll that we've recently done of our readers. And it's, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're presenting the, the uh, top 10 and the top 25 uh, books published since 2000 and, and um, a very pleasantly surprising number of them are about uh, uh, observant practices uh, and, and Masonic education and meditation, all of those things, learning, learning the craft and practicing the craft will give you a fuller life, my brothers. It shouldn't be surprising because that's the bare bones of what we're supposed to be practicing. But also uh, the Fraternal Review, right, podcast? You guys have your Fraternal Review podcast. It's excellent, yes, we guys. Do. If you guys haven't listened to it, subscribe to it. Go on uh, Spotify or iTunes, I believe. They're both on that, and then this this episode here will be on Spotify and on iTunes to listen to this to this interview as as many times as you want to listen to Jerry L. Worshipful Jerry L. Smith, and uh, and, and it's yes, a, a I I am I'm so honored to be your 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 kickoff interview. Uh, that that uh, that pleases me no end, uh, uh, Brother Caesar. It, it I have really enjoyed our time here together, and we'll be seeing each other some more. Well, uh, I'll be reaching out to you from time to time to see your check up on your progress and come back on the show and tell us more about observing masonry because you know what, uh, there's a lot of brothers out there that need that kick in the head. They, they need yeah. to get kicked in the head with uh, observing the craft and uh, the eight steps to excellence. So we'll see. And if you. your if your if any of your uh, brothers uh, listening to this uh, want to get in contact with me, uh, my email address is Jeriel Smith J E R I E L S M I T H uh, at gmail.com. You heard it here, folks. And this has been Masonic Muscle, and this has been a very serious and sweaty exercise in speculation and critical thinking. Thank you, Jerry L. Thank you all. And thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Worshipful. And um, I'm, I'm sending my, my love your way, brother. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay, so let me just finish here. Thank you. All right, so we finished recording. I believe...